Hi there, welcome to episode 75 of the LDS Study Session with your host, Matthew Roberts. And uh, today I wanted to uh, dive back into our Book of Mormon uh, 21-day challenge uh, at the start of this week, looking at day two, uh, which can be found in Mosiah chapter 4, verses 1 to 21. Uh, and the, the question is, how can I find joy? Now, I mean, this section of scripture isn't, isn't that well, that often quoted, um, but there's so many things within these verses, I won't be able to go through all of them. And so I've just picked out a few things that I've kind of uh, picked out. The very first bit, of course, being the start of this chapter, which we will remember uh, when um, King Benjamin is obviously going through his sermon and uh, his people kind of go through this change of heart. So I'll read verses uh, 1 to 2, in fact, 1 to 3. Uh, because I think this really answers the question straight away. But there is a few other things throughout the rest of the chapter, the section which does apply, I think, as well. In verse 1 to 3 it says, And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin made an end of speaking the words which had been delivered unto him by the angel of the Lord, that he cast his eyes round about on the multitude, and behold, they had fallen to the earth, for the fear of the Lord had come upon them. And they had viewed themselves in their own carnal states, and it less than dust of the earth. And they all cried aloud with one voice, saying, Oh, have mercy and apply the atoning blood of Christ, that we may receive forgiveness of our sins and our hearts may be purified. For we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who created heaven and earth and all things, who shall come down among the children of men. And it came to pass, after they had spoken these words, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy, having received remission of their sins and having peace of conscience because of the exceeding faith which they had in Jesus Christ, who should come according to the words which King Benjamin has spoken unto them. Now, in, in these verses alone, there are many things to which we can learn about how we can find joy. The, most, the clearest and most obvious one being that as we seek for forgiveness and, and a, 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 a change or a change of heart or a, a renewal of our soul or, or body for, or, or, or spirit from sin, um, then we can have this joy, and I love this phrase, peace of conscience uh, in here. Really, we see the, the atonement and grace in action in, this, in these few verses, and this is where we can find joy. And actually, ironically, this links in really closely with the study session which we had yesterday, looking at Romans chapters 3 and 5. So I quite like how this is linked together. It wasn't on by purpose or on purpose, but it's just the way it's, uh, it's gone. Now, there was a great uh, couple of things that were that was said. First, in April 2001, in the talk, in the, talk the Touch of the Master's Hand by uh, well, President or Elder Boyd K. Packer, uh, he said this, quote, We all make mistakes. Sometimes we harm ourselves and seriously injure others in ways that we alone cannot repair. We break things that we alone cannot fix. It is then in our nature to feel guilt and humiliation and suffering, which we alone cannot cure. That is when the healing power of the atonement will help. The Lord said, Behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that, the, that they might not suffer if they would repent. If Christ had not made his atonement, the penalties for mistakes would be added one, one on the other. Life would be helpless, but he willingly sacrificed in order that we may be redeemed. And he said, Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. Close quote. Now, obviously, this is a really important point, that we find peace and joy in knowing that the mistakes we have made are forgotten and that they are no longer put to our charge. And I, th well, I made mention of this yesterday about how 
I think we might underestimate just how many people in the world, even if they don't have a particular belief in God, you know, regret things they've done or feel sorrow for the mistakes they've made or the people they've hurt. Um, because we all make mistakes and we all feel that we've hurt someone at some points in our lives. And this is where, you know, real joy and peace of conscience can come. Uh, in October 2012, um, Sister Linda K. Burton said this, quote, May the atonement of Jesus Christ cause a mighty change to be wrought in our hearts. As we awaken to this doctrine, declared by an angel of God to be glad tidings of great joy, I promise that we will feel as King Benjamin's people felt. After they had prayed mightily that the atonement will be applied in their lives, they were filled with joy and were willing to enter into a covenant with God to do his will and to be obedient to his commandments in all things. Making, keeping and rejoicing in our covenants will be the evidence that the atonement of Jesus Christ is truly written in our hearts. Close quote. There is so such an importance placed on our covenants that we make. And this is where works comes into this faith and works relationship. That as we truly have faith and as we feel of this redeeming joy of our Saviour, it is then that we feel desirous to, to enter into that covenant, to do what we can to live like our Saviour has shown us to live. Um, and that's just really a, you know, a wonderful um, you know, change to happen in our hearts. And this is what happened here with the, king, the people of King Benjamin. They felt this change and then that led them to desire to want to do something about it. Uh, and of course, as they do that, and then you, you hopefully start on this positive cycle of doing something, then feeling strength from that, and then wanting to do more. It is equally possible to go in the opposite direction, but with the Saviour, we can always make that fresh start, which is what he has promised us, which is wonderful. As we go on, uh, we read King, King Benjamin continues his, his speech, as it were, uh, and he says in verse 5, For behold, if the knowledge of the goodness of God at this time has awakened you to a sense of your nothingness and your worthless and fallen state. Um, now, he kind of then goes on into how we need to trust in the Lord because it's only through him we can find peace and forgiveness from the things that, that we do. Of course, if we read the words of this verse, and then uh, verses 11 and 12 as well, 11 especially, where it talks about how uh, we should remember the greatness of God and our own nothingness and how and how he has long suffering to us unworthy creatures you know i think that uh, some of us can read that and again start to feel a bit down on ourselves you know well, listen to this it's saying that we're not worthy but what king benjamin is trying to teach is how this is how good god is how loving he is that he uh, he gives us the opportunity to repent and to change and to try and be better because really we don't well i'm sure we can, need to be careful how we say this because if you look at, if someone outside externally was to look at what the Saviour's done for us and then what we do, you know, of course it would make no logical sense for the, for the Saviour and our Heavenly Father to be so long-suffering and so patient with us. We really just do rely completely on them. But that is okay. That is absolutely fine. That is what the plan was for, was for. So we could receive this forgiveness and feel this wonderful peace uh, despite what we do in this life. It really is a great blessing. Um, I mean, actually, it, it links really well to Moroni chapter 8, verse 26, where it says this, And the remission of sins bringeth meekness and lowliness of heart. And because of the meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforteth filleth with hope and perfect love, which love endureth by diligence unto prayer, until the end shall come when all the saints shall dwell with God. I mean, it's teaching here that this whole 
process of sin and then having to repent brings us to humility and it helps us to understand that it is through our saviour that that we can become what our heavenly father wants us to become if we didn't have this this process where we sin and then we have to rely on our saviour then we wouldn't recognize where the true strength and power can come from it is through the saviour and his atoning sacrifice and then once we start to understand that we become more humble and that allows us to receive the holy ghost uh, as our comforter which then lifts us higher and helps us to become better you know it's it's such an important uh such an important point that, that King Benjamin wanted to get across, that we have to understand that, yes, without the Saviour, we won't make it. Um, there was a talk given by, um, by a brother called F. Enzio Bush in the October 1993 General Conference, uh, and he said, he, he talked about this, this section, um, and he said this, uh, quote, initiated by the hearing of the word of truth, a disciple of Christ is therefore constantly, even in the midst of all regular activity, striving all day long through silent prayer and contemplation to be in the depth of self-awareness to keep him in the state of meekness and lowliness of heart. It is the prophet Moroni who points out that because of the meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter filleth with hope and perfect love, close quote. We have to be aware that we are making mistakes and that we do rely on the saviour and i think that obviously we if someone was to ask us this as members of the church jesus christ of latter-day saints we'd say well yes of course we need the saviour and we do, and we do make mistakes but i think that as as the brother said it's important that in our day-to-day -day lives we remember this and remember that we need to be trying to invite the lord into our lives to make the choices that we need to make that's the important part is in the day-to-day -day living of the gospel that we that we remember that uh, and what the saviour's done but what i love is how king benjamin teaches this but then he brings it back to a positive note in verse 9 he says believe in god believe that he is and that he created all things both in heaven and in earth believe that he has all wisdom and all power both in heaven and in earth believe that man doth not comprehend all the things which the lord can comprehend um, you know, there's a, one of my favourite scriptures is Isaiah 55, 9, where we read where the Lord's ways are higher than our ways. Yes, we need to remember that we are submissive and, and reliant on, or we should be submissive, and we are reliant on the Saviour's grace and goodness. And that we really, if you look at it on face value, we don't deserve it. But that we have to remember also that God lives. He is God. He has power to do all things, and he will do all things for us if we, if we ask of him. In October 2011, in a talk called It Is Better To, to Look Up, um, Elder Carl B. Cook of the 70 said this, which I'll close on. He says, quote, At the end of a particularly tiring day toward the end of my first weeks as a general authority, my briefcase was overloaded and my mind was preoccupied with the question, how can I possibly do this? I left the office of the 70 and entered the elevator of the church, uh, entered the elevator of the church administration building. As the elevator descended, my head was down and I stared blankly at the floor. The door opened and someone entered, but I didn't look up. As the door closed, I heard someone ask, What are you looking at down there? I recognised that voice. It was President Thomas S. Monson. I quickly looked up and responded, Oh, nothing. I'm sure that clever response inspired confidence in my abilities. But he had seen my subdued countenance on my heavy briefcase. He smiled and lovingly requested while pointing heavenward, It is better to look up. As we travelled down one more level, he cheerfully explained that he was on his way to the temple. When he bid me farewell, his parting glance spoke again to my heart, 
Now remember, it is better to look up. As we parted, the words of the scripture came to mind. Believe in God, believe that he is. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. As I thought of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ's power, my heart found the comfort I had sought in vain from the floor of that descending elevator. Close quote. We may look at ourselves at times. We may look at our lives and what we're being asked to try and be by our Heavenly Father and just just want to look down and feel, you know, that we cannot make this. And it is true, without any help, we would not be able to make this. But we need to look up. We need to recognise the beauty of all around us and recognise that our Heavenly Father is there to help us. His arm is outstretched. And he, through the Saviour Jesus Christ's atonement, can help lift us up and see our and make our vision wider and higher. Um, and that is when we start to find joy because it is very easy to get pulled down with you know, life and how we might not feel that we are what we should be. But if we remember the example of King Benjamin's people and remember to look up that our Heavenly Father is there for us, all we have to do is the best place to start is to get on our knees and pray and ask him what we can do. And as we begin to have that closeness, which I've spoken about a few times in the previous podcasts, particularly uh, in Faith is Not Blind, um, then, the, and I can't remember what episode number it was, but it, that closeness with Heavenly Father is such a key part in this. Then we can start to make those steps. I hope you enjoyed what we've been studying today. Uh, I really would encourage you, because I only got to verse 9 of verses 1 to 21 of that chapter. And I don't think I will come back to it. I might come back to it probably in a, in a week or so. Um, but I do recommend that you look at Mosiah chapter 4, verses 1 to 21, because it really is such a rich chapter or section uh, with uh, many answers and th- prompts and thoughts about how we can find joy in this life. If there's anything that you've studied uh, today uh, that's either to do with this or anything else that you've been studying, then I'd love to hear from you at Matt S. Roberts 90 And until we meet again...